Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is called Deliberate Evil, or as Katie just said, disaster. What did you think it was called? Disastrous Plan. Disastrous Plan. But that doesn't, it doesn't make sense with this episode. I mean, there was a plan and it was, didn't go well. No, I. Well, no, it did go no. according to plan. I yeah, think. It was a t- yeah, it was a disastrous plan. It was a disaster for the people who were at the receiving end of the plan. Yeah, that's... But for the planee, it went according to plan until the planee got caught. So it was a disaster for them as well. This is... You're being very supportive. It is literally because it started with a D. Oh. And I had disaster in my head. It was disaster something. Disaster. Tell me about Deliberate Evil. Deliberate Evil, Season 28, Episode 6, November 1st, 2019, hosted by Sir Mankey. We have missed him. I feel like it's been forever. Well, he's been working on this case forever, apparently. This was a long episode. Sorry, it was a lot of information. They're all long episodes. The fu- you, I think, forget that they're all two hours except for the summer. Because every week now you go, is this a two-hour one? Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? <laughs> apologies apologies doing, all around they are always <laughs> sorry god and also mank told us that nbc is the one who decides if they're two hours or one hour i so know but, uh, but he said that like, a lot of times it's based on sports so i'm wondering sports are moving away and then it was the olympics and then there were they were all an hour remember or they were yeah. not airing at all it was something weird they changed nights they they were doing a thing but there's no friday is there fr- friday night football I know yeah. there's Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I'm sure there's Friday Night Football. I think it's all football all the time. No, it's Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Oh, good for you. Look at that. I'm in a fantasy league. <laughs> I see. I've won twice. Are you gloating that you won? I, I kind of was. That's why I was putting my hand next to my I know, but no one can see that but me. And so you're gloating to me. I do yeah. think that's tremendous. Did you win money, though? Yes. Okay, this takes place in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Mark it off the bingo cards. Uh, Galeray Bagarzadi. Mm-hmm. She stopped at her boyfriend's house one night and drove to her house. She's chatting on the phone with her friend Rabin. He hears a scream on the other end of the line, and she stops talking. He was it a scream? He heard a scream. He first heard they're not moving, and then her honking the car, and then he heard a scream, and then oh. nothing. And then he didn't hear anything else. Oh, I thought it just went dead. I thought he didn't hear a scream. No, it oh, actually boy. didn't go dead because he calls 911 and then he drives over there and it says Sorry. he's still on the phone with it her. It went silent is what silent. I Silent, yeah. It went, yeah. hmm. Yeah, the important part is he did not hear shots, which people did think was odd because she was shot. And neighbors heard shots, but he didn't hear shots, um, which I think comes into play later in something that the police do with him. They were trying to get more out of him. Anyways. Interesting. So, okay. Gelleray is found shot through her head. Her car is crashed into the garage door in her apartment complex. Funny story, not at all appropriate at this time. Don't is do Is that I did that once when I was 12. You did what? Crashed my car into the garage door. My mom let me sit on her lap and I pressed the gas instead of the brake. Oh. We crashed into the garage door with a rental car. Oh, and my brother now claims he was in the garage playing foosball at the time, and I almost killed him. But I do not remember that, and I think he's making it up for attention. That's to okay. be honest. 
Gilray and Corey hung out all the time with Corey's twin. Oh, Gilray, by the way, was studying molecular genetics. Wow. That's amazing. Smarty and I'm sorry, pants. Corey is the boyfriend. Corey is her boyfriend. Rabin is her friend. Mm-hmm. We find out they did date, but then they broke up. Mm-hmm. Corey is her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And they hung out all the time with Corey's twin brother, Cody. Who is a Cody. Who is a C-O-T-Y. Cody. And also, I know we've discussed, like, twins with like-sounding names. Well, what? who are the Disney twins? Sorry, Zach and what? Zach, Zach and, Cody. and Cody. But they don't sound alike. So this no. is Cody yeah. and Corey. Yeah. Do you know any twins? Yes, I do. What are their names? Deanne and Danielle. There we go. I knew a Jennifer and Jolene, but then I also knew a Matt and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. I also have cousins that are boy and girl twins. Their names are nothing alike. So maybe it's just boy and girl twins. They don't, but if they're the same sex, we're going to... They usually do it, I feel like. Yeah, they do the double letter. You know what? Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield, and they could not have been more different in their personalities as well. Do people know what I'm talking about, by the way? With Sweet Valley High. I got it. Okay, you got it. Or to our, our younger listeners. Maybe not. But so my question would be, at the Twins convention, or if there's any twins that listen to this podcast, weigh in, what do you think the percentage is of twins that do the double first letter? I um, feel like it's 90%. It's oh, high. That's, wow, that seems high. For same Very sex. High. For same sex, I think it's really high. The reason I'm inclined to believe you is because of that TLC special yeah. that I told you about with the twins getting married, uh-huh. our twin wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. The freakiest, weirdest, yes, something's going on that's not right with these twins and their husbands that are also identical and their mm-hmm. wedding ceremony that was done by two identical pastors and everyone on each side of the aisle was... To it, the whole thing was twins and it happened at a twin convention and they're obsessed with it. Like they, I don't know if they even love these men. They twins are just, are, hmm. oh, and they also slept in the same bed together before they got married. Yeah, I don't know about that. The twins girls did. It's weird. I want to see like brain scans of twins. I'm just curious. I have, I have questions about, about twins. Twins are fascinating to me. I don't, did you put twins on the bingo card like I asked? No, I did not. Um, and actually in my notes, it it said, Gilleray and Corey hung out all the time with Corey's twin Cody and no, I won't add twins to the bingo cards. Why? Because I anticipated that question. But why won't you? Because it still happens so rarely. Can you take a poll? Okay. I will take a poll. Find out if, if anybody else, if like five other people want it on the bingo card, will you add it? I will. However, I did just make these huge bingo cards, epic 25 different varieties for CrimeCon. I don't see myself doing it again anytime soon. Will you consider it in 2020? Yes, perhaps. Thank you. Um, so they hang out all the time with Cody and his girlfriend, Nazreen. Mm-hmm. And so like the foursome hang out all the time. Gilleray was super loud, the center of attention, but in the best way, her friend says, which next time someone says that I'm a little extra, I need you to stand up and go, in the best way. Yeah. I believed her, too, and I thought of you. I thought her friends seemed great. I loved her friends. Fantastic. They weren't saying the most basic, boring things. No, they they weren't. They were really genuine, and Mm -hmm. she seemed really amazing. Uh, The saddest part was when the friend says that one of the friends calls and says, did you hear about Gellaray? And she says, did she get engaged? I can't. My heart 
Just, I'll just jump ahead. The friend, and I'm dead inside. That no, got me. The friend and the parents were the precious moment of 2019. It was a lot. Yeah. It was really intense. And the friend, yeah. like, when the friend Wait, not said- not usurping Abe. No. You think they were abs- usurping Abe. No, 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 no. But Abe went on a quest. These folks didn't go on Abe's as much of a quest. Abe was, was like- Zelda. Like, it, I'm sorry, are, Link. I'm saying these are precious moments. These aren't like heroes of 2019. Right. Okay. Not that they're not heroes in their own way. But it was what she said that she she was yelling, but there was the voice that was coming out was like very quiet. Oh, yeah. And I, I just like that. you understood like what that pain yeah. was that she that she felt. I was to hear her describe it was unreal. Yeah, that was the friend who said that, right? It was the friend, but the mother was the one that said that everything was different. Like her, everything in her like world is different. Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't laugh the same. Like everything, yes, and that got yes. me too. Yeah, yes, that's her hard. laugh wasn't the same. Oh, that kind of loss. Yeah. Um. So Gelleray and Rabine, they okay. So they used to date. He's at the scene, so of course he's kind of going to be a suspect, even though he was on the phone with her. Um, but he seems very honest when he's talking to Mank. I liked him, although like he looked down into the left a lot. Like he, maybe he had a piece of oh, paper no. there with notes. Oh, okay. And I was, I was inter- interested. Not like I thought he was a suspect, but I was just watching his eye contact and he did not make a lot with Mank and specifically was looking down a lot to the left. Do you think his phone was there and he had an eBay bid going? Yes. Auction was running out. Facial hair trimmer because he had a great facial hair. I feel like it might be something rare. It might be an object, an object. Is he like a nerd? I don't think so. It mm. wouldn't be like a something from the set of Game of Thrones. Do you think it may be like a coin? Oh, yes, but not like a cool Indiana Jones type coin. More like I don't know like the a, red a eagle coin that would bore us. No, like yeah, like a red eagle nickel or something that we don't know right. what it is. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like from the 1800s. Blah blah it blah. Could be. I it wanted could to be. be that. Now his appearance at the scene was provocative to the police. Hmm. Provocative. I'm okay with that. I don't hear that word a lot on Dateline. I think we should. I found hear it, it more. very provocative. I find it. Yeah. Rabin so. tells his friend he knows he's a suspect. He feels it right away. He says, "If you don't hear from me tomorrow, look for me because I'm in jail." Basically, Wait. but he takes a polygraph test and he passes. Police are also looking at Corey, the boyfriend. He was with her the night before she left, and then he was home the rest of the night, except for going out for a late night soda, which I related to hardcore. I do, but I feel like it'd be hard to explain. If you didn't relate to it, I was like, oh, I get you. But do, no, do you're they right. get you? Because I like deep when I was in my Diet Coke addiction, I did leave my apartment once. I remember it was like 1130 or later. And yeah. I went to the to the gas station across the street in my pajamas. Yeah. And I think I told someone about it at work and they thought that that was weird. That's not that weird. I don't think it's that, that I think weird. that person is weird. That's not weird to do once in a while. No. No, I was doing it a lot. I mean, you know, oh. I had like nine cans on my desk by the end of the day. We but you're counted, s- and one day it was nine. But I'm sorry, but you're, are they gone? I, no, I don't finish them. And yeah, then they I don't get ever flat, finish. And then I yeah, start new And then ones. you start a new one. Yeah. Well, that's So now I buy, I'm not addicted. I got, I quit it cold turkey for like five years. And recently I've been drinking a little, but I have like maybe one a day. 
Anyways, I don't know what the point of that was. Good for you. Sorry, I feel like I should be more. Yeah, good. Good on you. So he was with her before she left. Mm -hmm. And the police think that's, you know, they always look at this boyfriend. Every single time. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of other random suspects in an episode where she was an innocent person who had no clear enemies, which is always funny to me that it can happen like that. Yeah. That you can be like a totally innocent person, but yet there are all these suspects. So first of all, there's a Facebook friend who had made a weird threat online, something like, you'll be sorry the next time I see you. But they say he was just being silly. Like okay, yeah. A silly little rabbit. Facebook but that threats is. No, are but for that kids. makes sense. I mean, I would say that to someone. Like, it's a joke. I guess. It's, it's all right. Yes, it's a joke. Okay. So he has an alibi anyways. Number two, Gellaray's dad was in a lawsuit for a lot of money with an employer. Mm. That doesn't pan out, though. Mm-hmm. Number three, there's an, uh, another ex-boyfriend that they look at. He has an alibi. Number four, there's a random guy who has bragged about killing women in the area. Good Lord. Well, but when they look at him, turns out he's just crazy, not murderous. Mm. Oh, good. Thank goodness. I feel so much better now. Number five. There's a gang that steals cars, but their weapon of choice is a shotgun. Like the gang member is like, you but know, it's not us because we use a shotgun. Also, we carjack people. They don't believe that, though, right? They I mean, they look into it because I'm sh- you I don't wouldn't know. take someone's word for it. What if they had an alibi? Their alibi was they were carjacking someone else. Yeah, that's a good alibi. What's that going on in Houston? crazy people wandering the streets saying yeah. they're going to kill people. Yeah. I don't know. So there's all these suspects. Corey is still one of their main ones. He takes a polygraph and he passes. But he is mad, not because he's a suspect, but because they're not going hard enough at him. Because I like he's that. not under more suspicion. I loved that. Yeah. He's like, I didn't do it, but are they going to go this easy on the actual killer when they get him? And this are is they the first time trying? we've seen that. That is the yeah, first I've time I've that. seen it. That is a dateline first for me. He's like, come at me hard. Yeah. Because what if I am the killer? Also, his last name is Beavers, and that made me laugh because I'm incredibly mature. So what? I think it made sense. When they said Cody and Corey Beavers, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Checks out. So Gallery is very political for her home country of Iran. She's protesting the Iranian regime. And she's a feminist and she's interested in human rights. Mm -hmm. The friend Rabin says she's he kind of says it funny, like if I can say she's a feminist, like like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We can claim that now. It's all right. Yeah. And so the peep the police are like, was the Iranian government involved? Mm -hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Would they take her out because she's protesting them? No, she's small fry. That's exactly what they realize. Mm-hmm. So there's two, there's a two hundred thousand dollar reward, and they get a bunch of leads. That's one of the highest they've ever seen on Dateline. They said, like Mink but, said, it's one of the highest he's ever seen. And the parents put it up, right? Uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure on. That. I think it was the family. That's that's amazing. Nuts. Yeah, but they don't get any good leads. They get a lot of leads, but nothing that ends up helping. They get a lot of crazies. Basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
there are no fingerprints that worked out there. There was one on the hood of the car, but it turned out to be from the last mechanic that had worked on the car, which is insane that you could just be a mechanic and they call you. And if you didn't have an alibi, you become a prime suspect. Thank God this poor mechanic had an alibi. Oh, God. There's a cigarette butt found on the ground, but that doesn't lead anywhere. Mm -hmm. So... Rabin is off the hook, the friend that was on the phone with her, but the police decide to hypnotize him because maybe he's blocked some of it out or something. Like that's maybe kind the gunshots. I thought that was impressive. Yeah, that's a that's the extra mile. I f- it showed that they're trying. Yes. But unfortunately, nothing comes of it. So Corey is now trying to get his life back on track. It's been ten months since Gelleray was murdered. He wakes up one day knowing something horrible has happened. It's 2012 now. Cody, the twin brother, has been murdered. Ten months later. He lost his girlfriend. Ten months later, his twin brother. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. And then Mank kind of rubs it in a little because he says most people don't know anyone that's been murdered. Yeah. I don't think he rubbed it in. I think that's stating the obvious. Like, what? And Corey's like, yep, I got two. Oh what What do you do? I do um, have to say, we do get the interview with Corey and Cody's mom. And I kind of, when we see her earlier, and I couldn't figure out, she seemed very somber. And I was like, what? what's going on? Was she very close with Gellaray? Like, what, what happened here? And then you find out that Cody... Cody's yeah. died. And but I like, have a whole oh my. theory, and I don't think it's that. I think it's a – I don't know if it's a Texan thing. She seemed like someone who you kind of work with at, at your work, and you think that they hate you all the time. But mm-hmm. it turns out they would give you the shirt off their back. But you don't really realize that. It's that sort of – like Hank Hill – Or like at the beginning of Music Man, when they land in that town and they're like, we would give you the shirt off your back, but we won't be that nice to you. Yeah. We might scare you a little at first. Yeah. But once we get there, we're very warm. I could see that. I could see that. But I think she liked Gellaray. They weren't married, but they were close. I feel like it was probably heading in that direction. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I don't. How long have they been dating? They were young. They were pretty young. I don't know. It's hard. But the mom did say that how well they were together. Like how well they. Sorry, how well they were. How well they did together. Yeah, Cody was shot to death in his apartment. Mm. Now, did you notice what was on the TV in his apartment? I didn't. No, what? Like five people told me about it. Thank you, eagle-eyed viewers. Oh, it was King of the Hill. Oh God. Now, I don't necessarily know that he was watching King of the Hill because it was the crime scene photos, so it was probably several hours later, so maybe it was the same channel. Mm. I'd like to think it was King of the Hill because that's how I want to go. Do you like to think maybe he was watching a marathon? At least he was tuned to the channel that was Mm -hmm. King of the Hill was on. And if it's Adult Swim, it's like four in a row, so maybe... I even tried to tell what episode it was. They, mm-hmm. It's really blurry and it's in the corner of the screen. Mm. But I think it's the one where Hank fixes the hot tub for Nancy and then has oh. a stream Yes, that's batter. funny. I love that. So Cody's wife, Nezreen, found him. She calls 911. Oh, God. People were not that impressed with her 911 call. And we're suspicious of her early. But I think that's part of because we're not getting interviewed with her. And they keep showing one picture of her that's not 
great. It's like it might have even been from the crime scene. We're mm-hmm. not seeing like a bunch of pictures and we're not talking to her. But people were suspicious right away. If she's not being interviewed, she might yes. be a suspect. Yeah, because it seems like we're getting interviews with everybody. Right. They had just moved into that apartment and they only had one key, hmm. which people also were very suspicious of. Why? Because like, usually when you rent an apartment, you get two. No, not all the time. If you'd been there for a, like at least a week, once you've gotten two keys, you'd rather... It's weird when you know what's coming that they would be leaving the apartment unlocked or anything like that. That's weird. When Correct. you know what is happening yes. in their lives. Yeah, now, actually, now that you're saying that, you're totally right. Okay. That's odd. So we meet Sergeant James Doucet, who saves animals, and it was on Twitter. They posted Dateline people. He, like, holds, like, a rescue organization in the sheriff's office, basically. Like, has the animals run around. It makes his employees happy. It's like an office with animals. Um, he's amazing. charming and adorable and looks yeah. like um, a 15-year-old boy stretched out into a man. Okay. He was lovely. I, that. I loved him. He had a little boy face. Oh. In a good way. Not with, like, the weird little boy haircut that we see later on The Defense Attorney. Oh, my God. Thank you. Because I I always say little boy haircut, and I always feel like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, that guy had it. Yeah. Thank you. It's like Gene Belcher grew up, and it's the same haircut. Yeah, and it just turned gray. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So the sergeant talks to Nezreen, and she has a lot to say. Mm -hmm. Three years earlier, she met Cody. Actually, they met through the brother, Corey. And she started to change slowly. She started to wear makeup. She was Muslim. She never wore makeup before that. Mm-hmm. She eventually converted to Christianity to be with Cody. Wow. Her father is an immigrant from Jordan, very religious man. He was furious. He said, you can't date any boy. And he basically kidnapped his own daughter and made her stay at home. She was held hostage in that home, basically. By, but then they say, by the wife and a few of the siblings, not yes. by him necessarily. Correct. He had all of them in on it. It seemed very mm. like a cult situation in that house with all of the siblings. Yes, and they later refer to it as the compound, which sounds yes. right to me. Okay. So my parents confined me to their home the old-fashioned way with Jewish guilt and manipulation. Mm-hmm. But... Nezreen eventually was so fed up and wanted to be with Cody that she climbed out a window and ran to a neighbor's house Wow! and got a ride to Cody's house with literally no clothes on her, nothing. She shows up on their doorstep. She didn't even have time to pack her away suitcase. And you know she was in a hurry. Yeah, you definitely know she was in a hurry if she didn't take her away because away makes some of the most amazing products out there. They do. Let me tell you about it. Kimberly and I just took a trip to New York. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I know. It's sad. In the battle of the suitcase, Kimberly so nicely let me have it. I think she felt sorry for me for just a lot of reasons. And I got the Away bigger carry-on. Now, a little bit about Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with a perfect suitcase crafted with features that makes travel more seamless. And now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems, which I feel like anytime I travel, all I have is problems. We had a lot of problems, actually. Oh, yeah. On that trip. 
all you have to think about is where you're headed next. So with the bigger carry-on, the thing that I was the most worried about, this was the first time that I had taken it on a plane. I've taken it on trips, but not on a plane. And I was unbelievably nervous that it was too big and that I was going to get stopped or it was going to get flagged. I was going to have to, I basically had Oliver bring a separate smaller suitcase just in case. Long story short, Kimberly got stopped because her carry-on was too full. Well, the thing with the cloth ones is you can pack the top Mm -hmm. and outsides with a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. then they totally stopped me. It wouldn't fit and I had to put stuff in my backpack and throw some stuff away. But she didn't even give this a second glance and I was legitimately worried because of the size. And I was really embarrassed and had to be down on my hands and knees in the airport. It happens to everyone. Everyone understands it. But you never have to deal with that again if you get an away suitcase. It has this lightweight, durable shell that honestly feels like a bullet could hit it. It's it's great because it's really light. It's not like those heavy ones, but it's super sturdy. Away offers all of these personalization stuff. So what mine has is a little battery that you can charge your phone with inside the suitcase. Like it's built in. And it's the best battery. I actually take it out and use it at home because it's so good. It just ejects out of the thing. It also I'm so has, happy for you. I'm so sorry. It also has those great like spinny wheels that you can move it any direction. That's what killed me is because when I would get my suitcase down, off the, rarely do you get your suitcase down from the overhead bin mm-hmm. and line it up exactly perfectly to right. roll because my wheels are not 360. Right. So I'm dragging it, clunking it down the aisle because I can't get it lined up right to roll. Again, embarrassed. They are tremendous suitcases and they are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away Standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced as soon as possible. Also, there's a 100-day trial on everything that Away makes. So you can travel with it. And if you don't like it, eh. So you're saying... On my suitcase, where half of my wheel broke off, so every time I took a step, it went click, 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 because half of the outside wheel broke off, that they would fix it. I'm saying that I'm probably getting you an away suitcase for Hanukkah. <laughs> so that, that's what's happening. I felt really bad for you last time. And you can also return any away suitcase that's non-personalized for a full refund, no ifs, ands, or asterisks. There's also free shipping on any away order in the contiguous United States, Europe, and Australia. So right now, we have a special offer for our listeners. You get $20 off a suitcase when you visit awaytravel.com forward slash date dateline and use promo code date dateline during checkout, which is fantastic. Do it. Check them out. I'm going to do it. It's $20 off a suitcase, awaytravel.com forward slash date dateline and promo code date dateline during checkout. Can't recommend these products highly enough. Please check them out. Yay away. Yay away. Take me away. Take me away to a better place. <laughs> to a sweet, a sweet escape or a better place. Something. It doesn't matter. Somewhere better. Yeah, it's better. That you're going when you're taken away. Oh, oh, that's good. Sail away, sail away. Sail away. Sail away. Yeah, I like that better. Oh. Okay. So Nazreen winds up on the doorstep of the mom who you kind of think hates you, but... Mm-hmm. Then she has to take you shopping for clothes because you show up with no clothes. She just is describing it like I don't. No, but I completely understand because I actually 
commented on this. She seems as though she's begrudgingly helping. Right. Because the way that she's talking, and she's almost like she's about to roll her eyes. But it's not like that. No, I think she was very generous, and that's just how she comes across. I think this is also unbelievably difficult, because what ends up happening is this girl inadvertently caused her son's death. Yes. This is a complicated situation emotionally for the mom. Unbelievably, yeah. I, I can't imagine it. So Josh is talking to the mom, and he's talking about how uh, Cody and Nazreen are in love. Oh, yeah, he did. He did a sing-song. He goes, love. He does a two-syllable. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I will take that over lovers any day of the week. Good job. Nezreen's father is, of course, livid, and he takes it up a notch. Well, actually, it's the same notch because he was already kidnapping her and holding her yeah, hostage. He's already so there. So same the notch, notch level. Yeah. Uh, he's stalking her and Cody and the family, <sighs> trying to find out where they live and following them. Even after Cody and Nezreen move into their new apartment, a neighbor has someone at the door knocking and looks through the people because this is a neighbor that watches Dateline, doesn't open the door. And the person outside is asking where they lived. She's like, no. So Nezreen starts carrying a gun for protection. The police find that weird. but Like on her body. Yes. Yeah. But the gun doesn't match. And, or did it, were there even shells? Yes, the gun doesn't match. But that's how this comes about, right? Is that there's a gun in her purse because they like lead in saying. Yes. The stuff in her bag, blah, blah, blah. But she takes a polygraph and she passes. So she is telling the truth about all the crazy stuff her dad has done. So then she tells the sergeant, I think my dad may have killed Cody and killed Gellaray last year or 10 months earlier. So Nezreen's father had also been harassing Gellaray. Keep in mind, Gellaray is not his daughter. She is the girl who is dating his son-in-law's brother. How is this his business? But anyway, did they get married? Sorry, did three weeks after she three weeks? moved in with them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two weeks. Sorry, two weeks. Okay. So he's calling Gellaray, and he says, "Is this that Iranian b-word?" Wow. And we've already learned that Gellaray is all for women's rights and is outspoken. And so she goes off on him, which I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. But anyways, he didn't like that because women do not speak to him that way. And a few days after that phone call, she was murdered. Wow. So the cops bring in Nezreen's dad, Ali Ersan, Mm -hmm. and they talk to him. And he says, I didn't even know Gellaray. And the sergeant says that talking to him was like prying a nail out of a two by four. Because he's so nice, right? He's super, he comes off as like concerned dad, number one. Yeah, I guess. Prying a nail out of a two by four is what it feels like when I have my period, though. Oh, so soon. Yes, it does. So soon. Hi, guys. We're it's talking Lola, Lola. time. <laughs> Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients, including polyester and rayon, which Ugh. you don't want anywhere near your Clovis. No. Also, thank you to the listener who carved Clovis into a pumpkin. Not a picture of a Clovis, the word Clovis. Much better than the picture, yeah. Yeah. So Lola's products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, 
dyes. Their subscription is customizable. So you can choose your mix of products, absorbency, how often you get them, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And the best part is for every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which we love. love now, it. true story, I was with a group of girls last weekend, and one of them had her period, very surprisingly, and very badly. I'm not going to use the words that she used to describe it because you will edit it out. But it was very funny to me and really raunchy. Now, she was so desperate for a tampon, she went up to ask the waitress at the restaurant, can you ask all the other waitresses to find me a tampon? Because I don't have a tampon. She was about to yell it out to everyone in the restaurant, like, because she has no shame. Does anyone have a tampon? And then I realized, duh, I have a tampon in my bag because of Lola, because I'm always prepared with Lola. See? So I saved us the embarrassment, not that you should be embarrassed by having your period, but having a drunk friend yell to the whole restaurant, does anyone have a tampon, would oh, be a boy. little embarrassing. But I was a period superhero and saved the day. Attica. So if you want to be a period superhero, for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter date dateline 30 when you subscribe. That is mylola.com. 30% off your first month subscription. Enter date, dateline 30. It's totally worth it, you guys. Oh, yeah. Her name was Lola. She had her period. And Kimberly saved the day because she was drunk and going to embarrass us all at a restaurant. Like at the cabana. She was going to scream to the whole place. I Anyone have a tampon? And then Kimberly came with her cape that has an L on it for Lola and saved the day. <laughs> You're looking at me so skeptically about I'm, those lyrics. I'm looking at you because those are the there were like 10 lyrics. opportunities to rhyme and you went the opposite way every time. And I was like, yeah. Does she, is she trying? She's not trying to rhyme. What is she? No, is I'm it just, just not prose? a good rhymer. No, I'm not. It was prose. It a was good... a spoken word poem yeah, that it was, was not it was supposed like to a, rhyme. You were like a beatnik. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Very inventive. Okay. So they talked to... Uh, Ursan, and he, the police do, and he comes across as the poor father who wants his daughter back because she's just run away and gotten married. And he's this loving father, and boo-hoo, he just wants his daughter back. They find some guns and ammo at his house, which is lovely, because he seems like just the kind of person you want to have all the guns. In his cars, they find knives, wigs, and gloves. Yeah, I don't like it. For, like, the strangest... Iranian production of Sweeney Todd that <laughs> anyone's ever seen. And an but, envelope with license plate numbers and an address written on it. Yeah. So they do a conference call with all the departments and counties. By the way, conference calls are just hilarious and awkward, no matter how many. I Even if you're discussing murder, I have to believe it's like, are you there? Uh, no, yeah, like and it's people out. talking over each other. Yeah, it's rough. Right, you go first. No, no, you go. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, Bill, well, I was just saying. Bill, what were you saying? Bill? Yeah. Bill, did and you go? No, Bill's gone. Baby's we dropped. crying in the background. Bill got dropped. Bill got <laughs> we lost dropped. Bill. Okay, Bill Amber, back. are you still there? Amber. <laughs> no, I'm just. Amber. I, I, no, I, but I'm just. I, yeah. <laughs> so good. So they get on a conference call with the feds, the attorney general. They form a task force yeah. to figure this out. But there's no real proof. Also, let's just be honest right up front. This is a political nightmare. Yeah, it is. This is a hotbed of, yeah. oh, we need to handle this from right. Jordan. 
yeah. and a Muslim family in and Texas. In Texas, and yes, you're Hot right. Bed. You're right. So they find out that Ursan had first married a blind woman Mm-mm. and sexually and physically abused no. her. No, thank you. I As was you very do to angry. The blind. Yeah, that is the most atrocious. I mean, there's lots of atrocities here. So many. That's atrocious. Yeah, I'm no, getting my finger I, up. I'm upset. I'm, it's yeah. the whole thing is just. Also, mm-hmm. she was American, so he can marry an American. His no, daughter so he can stay in America. So he can stay in America. He married an American to be in America. Is that why? Was it like yes. a K-1 visa? No, he came here as like a refugee immigrant, I think. Well, he went back to Jordan at some point. So, no, he wanted citizenship, I'm guessing. He did want citizenship, and we find out why very soon. So, he then marries. After he's done abusing the blind woman, oh he God. goes on to marry a girl in her teens. Of course he did. Because gross. Altogether, he has 12 children. I'm so glad. His genes should be passed on to as many people as possible. He's now using his 12 children to be involved in all of these frauds and schemes. He does this social security benefits fraud where he signs up for benefits for all of his in all of his children's names. Is it all of his children or some of the children? Well, enough that he gets multiple mailboxes yeah, in the front of his house. So, like, the mailman wouldn't get suspicious, or so the social security play. I don't... That's the question I have. Is it that easy? That's it? it? He, well, no. It's for sure 100% not legal to, like, change your address in any way. That what the U.S. Postal Office has... They decide what an address is, or the city does. Mm -hmm. But I can't, like, change my apartment number or add a letter to it, because I'm guessing he had the same number that – he couldn't have the same number as his neighbors. So maybe if his neighbors – maybe it's, like, all odds. So he did an even, and then maybe he had numbers to it, or, like, letters to it. Or maybe – I don't really know how it's – it's just – I don't know how that works. But all you have to do is just get a bunch of mailboxes? No, because the post office, like, the mailman would be confused. I don't really understand if anyone understands mail. Oh, if anyone has committed massive benefits fraud, let us know. We Actually, won't I do in. have a tweet about that. So I'm going to reference the person in our Twitter. So we will answer that question in a little bit, folks. I, or I will be asking that question again, but to a specific person. And then oh, we'll Lord. get an answer for next week. Okay, there we go. Okay. So he's cheated the government out of like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Crazy. The whole task force with a full-on SWAT team storms into his house to arrest him. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of hot cops. <laughs> I, think, I think a large group of hot cops and F- FBI candy is called a swarm because they swarm in, you know? And they probably are on their walkies like, swarm, swarm. Bees looking for honey. Yeah, and I'm the honey. So they're swarming. So it's like a murder of crows, a swarm of hot cops. Okay. Does that sound right? I just said it. It's right. So Not a fleet of hot cops? No, I don't like fleet. That's a car. A fleet of cars. 
that already is a thing. Okay. No. Swarm is good. I like swarm. All right. If I'm open to suggestions, just not fleet. A gag, okay? not a gaggle. Goodbye. And a All gaggle. Right, keep, no, that's geese. Keep going. I know. No, and it's not sexy. So they're all arresting him for the fraud charges, not the murder charges. But once they have him in custody, they can hopefully get him on murder. Al which a lot of people pointed exactly. Yeah. That's how they got Al Capone. Yeah. Now, the police are still watching Ursan's house, and they observe two of his sons accessing a hidden compartment behind the gutters under the roof. And it turns out... That he was hiding Jews up there from the Nazis, and he's actually a great guy. What a twist. Dateline, you got me again. I did not see that coming. Just kidding. He's still a horrible person. What they find are GPS units that show that he went from Ursan's house, his house, to Cody's apartment the day of the murder. Now, if you can think of one reason... Why he kept these. There we go. I know that you have to be frugal if you are the father of 12 children. And so maybe you want to reuse them and GPSs can be very expensive. Or is it like a trophy of what he's done? There have to be better trophies, like a bullet shell. Being a murderer and an abuser is not his only crime. Cheapskate. Cheapskate. He's like, once this all blows over... I'm going to reuse those GPSs or I'm going to take them apart and sell them for parts. I don't really understand. I wrote in all caps, burn them. Yes. Why didn't you burn them? Absolutely. Not even throw them away. On your compound, get one of those fire barrels and burn them up. What are you, why would you keep them? And also I kept waiting for the, they found these GPS units and 16 pounds of cocaine. And like I was waiting for like, all of this stuff that, like, maybe a giant bag Money, of cash exactly. or benefits checks or, you know. No. no just these it, old, it, probably just these... out of date by now, GPSs. Yeah, why? Why did you keep no them? No idea. Now, this is when Mank waxes poetic a little. He says, mm-hmm. here on Dateline, we don't quote Tolstoy often, but somehow it seems appropriate. I feel I want to say something. Did you tweet at him? Did you say, hey, hey, good job? I, no, I, I don't do that, but I oh. can. I thought it was good. I thought it, I thought it was smooth, and I'm wondering if he was worried about whether or not he should put it in. No, I think he, he, did. he knew, and I think he got a positive reaction from the audience. Yeah, he's much more confident than I am. No, I think he knew it was gold when he did it. Yeah, it was gold. And he likes to class up the joint a little. So he's bringing out Tolstoy. Tolstoy yeah. said... That each un okay, let me get this right. Yeah, there we go. Tolstoy said that each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Tolstoy was such a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Also, that quote could be applicable for many episodes of Dateline. Yeah, but I think that this family is particularly unhappy. This family is unhappy in a spectacular manner. You're actually, you're totally right. And every single member is unhappy. Yeah. Good job, Mink. I'm with you now. The prosecutor thinks that Ursan had help from his son and his wife. God, um, God save us all. Yeah. But he goes on trial first. Now, there are three prosecutors. One of them is a lady who... (sighs) 
Do you want to say who she resembled? Yeah, I'm going to say who she resembled. She also might be one of my MVPs of the episode. We get an Abby Lee Miller <laughs> um, prosecutor. And Dance I moms. said, so many people Kimberly, caught it on Dateline. If I go on trial for murder, I want an Abby Lee Miller esque person. Or no, I'm sorry. If I'm murdered, I want an Abby Lee Miller prosecutor. Not the like, Abby Lee I Miller her. herself. She's a trained. If, if she turns to law, yes. <laughs> she's a, she is a bulldog. She, she will get it. But she's crazy. She just starts screaming yeah, I, because the judge said something no, and she I throws do, something. But I want at a him. little. I want a little crazy. I want a little fire. Yeah. She's and I a could tell that lady crazy, had it. Though. Yeah, she's peak crazy. But I want that. I want that lady. I didn't realize I Abby Lee Miller was also so eighties working girl. She had this lady has like the higher the hair, the closer to God. The shoulder Texas. pads, like yeah, the no nonsense pumps. She's I want working her. nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah. Now, they say that Ali Ersan was doing a twisted version of an honor killing. Because instead of killing Nazreen, he killed the, the one he, she married. He's on trial for both at the same time, yes, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. This is where we get a little tricky with this and i was watching really closely they didn't show a lot of the trial but i did notice that the prosecutors were using terms like extremist views honor killing right things like this are like hot button words right so this is a difficult thing for a jury right it's not difficult because he absolutely did it but like you're saying if they vote him guilty then it makes them look racist I am or Islamophobic. Yes. I am saying I, I'm saying anywhere it might be difficult to find a non-biased yeah. journey when they're using terms like right. extremist views. Right. Tricky. Now it's pretty clear that, that he does have extremist views. It is very clear, but I am I'm just saying I'm also saying it was at this point that I was like, oh, dateline. I know. Hot button one that they it, didn't it shy was away like, from. It's hot under the collar. This is hard. Yeah. Like, and I think they did this very well. Well, they have someone, the prosecutor, or someone making the point that he does. Obviously, this is they're extremists in every religion, and they don't represent mm-hmm. the actual religion. There are extremists in Christianity, and they don't represent what Christianity is about. So, I was I was just going to say that, and because he, he says it right away, right. They show these clips of the trial, and then that prosecutor comes on and says that, like, out of the gate. And then the way that that was edited and cut, I don't know if he said that right away, but that was perfect. Yeah, Dateline was like, we're saying it. It qualms this, any sort of religious bigotry that might happen from something like this. Um, like, right? It was still alive and well on Twitter. Oh, I'm don't sure Don't you worry. But this is true. I'm just, I want to acknowledge yes. that this is going to be... Yes. Okay. Now, I just, I do find it ironic that the man who has multiple mailboxes outside of his creepy weird house where people are being held hostage. Compound. 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 Is concerned about the honor of his family. Um, Sure. Yeah. I do not want to know what the neighbors thought of his house with the weird mailboxes that just pop up. Uh, Nazreen takes the stand against her father, which is... I cannot imagine how terrifying that must have been. And 
I d- after she has killed her friend yes. and her husband uh, and trapped her in his house and she had to escape. It's I she's so brave and I think the reason she's not on Dateline and Josh kind of alluded to it on Twitter, not that she's necessarily like in hiding or in witness protection or something, but I definitely think she's keeping a low profile and doesn't need attention because he still has relatives out there and there are still siblings of hers out there who may still subscribe to what their dad taught them. So mm-hmm. she's definitely good for her. Just no, don't go looking for her, anybody. Keep on keeping yeah. on, girl. So uh, Mank says she's doing okay, but that I think it's hard. So, yeah. so the address written on the envelopes that were found in the car was Cody's parents' old address. And because I guess Mm. they had moved. And also someone had said he was walk. Someone was walking around the neighborhood offering to pay people to find out where Cody's parents lived. So that's creepy. Um, Again, and I'm I'm okay. Ali Hassan also the way that he looks. (laughs) (laughs) So he looks like wandering wandering around the neighborhood he looks like a cross between he's got a wild eye charles manson saddam hussein and somebody else that is hilarious and i'm gonna save that for twitter but also written on the envelope are license plate numbers for gallery's car and cody's car so there are more facts that are coming to light mm-hmm. ursan was stopped the day of gallery's murder about 45 minutes after the murder for speeding. Mm-hmm. And it's all on the patrol cam. And he's walking out of the car saying he's diabetic and he's weak and he's collapsing on the side of the road. That's not the important part, although it's a little funny. It, the important part is that you can see that his once teenage, no longer teenage bride is there in the car dressed in pink knockoff Uggs, I think, and one of his sons. And this is 45 minutes after the killing and 45 minutes away from from the house, from where Guillory was shot. It, It appears that they were with him at the time of the killing. This second wife, whose name is Shmoo, I'm not making fun of it. I think it's cute. Some people on Twitter were making fun. Of Shmoo? Yeah, they thought it looked like Shamu. I think it's Ooh, shmoo? adorable. Shmoo. My shmoo. Shmoo me? <laughs> Sorry. Guess shmoo. Okay, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. We're done. I, won- I just want to. <laughs> oh, my God. So shmoo agrees to flip on her husband and testify, which I also think is really brave. Now, I know she may it have been It is until you see her walk into the courtroom and then you're like, what's happened? What do you mean? Shmoo. <laughs> Shmoo's living hard. Prison is not easy on Shmoo. I don't think life was easy on Shmoo. She was no. married to this man. I'm not saying she's no, like not I, involved I, I in feel, the murder, but you don't know what her life and the abuse was like. I don't. I'm sure it was absolute torture. Yeah. Honestly, I think it was something that you and I gratefully will never know. No, it's like on Criminal Minds, this whole thing was like a Criminal Minds or an SVU. Someone said that too and totally felt like one. But oh, you God. know when like like a sex trafficker 
uses one of the girls that he's sex trafficking to go out and help him kidnap someone. And then they try to charge the sex trafficking girl for the kidnapping. And you're like, she wasn't doing it willingly. Now, but how do you know? But I don't think she was doing it willingly. But in this case, a lot of people were hard on Shmoo. But I really don't know if we would ever know if... I don't think she was doing it willingly. I think her... I really don't. No. I think you're also looking at years of breaking down and brainwashing. 100%. I mean... Stockholm Syndrome and the whole thing. I don't know what her life was like or the son's life was like. I'm sure it was really terrible. If it's anything like what we've heard from Ursan, then yeah. So apparently what Shmoo says is that she was waiting in the car when Gellaray was killed, but that Ursan mm-hmm. directed his son Nassim to pull the trigger and he mm-hmm. did. But for Cody's murder, Ursan pulled the trigger himself. At one point in the trial... Coward. Coward. Yeah, kind of. You had your son kill the woman? Yeah. You put that memory in your son's... You... Coward. Yep. I have no No, it's it's gross. It's like the Sorry, it's like have... the um the child soldiers and they make them like shoot their own family. It's horrible. Okay. Um the one at one point in the trial, Ursan makes I they keep saying it's like he wants to break the neck of one of the prosecutors. It's like a ringing hand it's like a it's like a snapping. Yeah. It would be the skinniest neck possible if you were. But yeah, but I. But you but get you it. But you kind of like, get it. I would have preferred the slitting the throat gesture. I think that's more universal. No, this is more. This is more subtle. I think it's more. So I, it to yeah. me, it could mean other things. Like he was doing a new dance move well, called sure, "Bringing Out the Towels." But I think that's also probably why he did it because it's not as obvious as sliding your finger across your neck. Yeah. No, you're right. Ursan's defense was, oh God, yeah. So he has he has the child haircut, the little boy, worst bangs I've seen on Dateline all week since last week, probably. Yeah, and there's your visine, and by the way. He he needs what? Your visine again. He had bright red eyes, like a rabbit. Oh, well, wouldn't you, if you're defending this guy? Yeah, because I'd be you're, up crying you're thinking, every night too. No, I think you're thinking so hard that you're bursting blood vessels in your <laughs> in your eyes. You're like trying to come up with a reason why this man is not a monster. He's a monster. You know when you make a pun and I just start rubbing my eyes yeah, like I'm sleepy and tired. Yeah, that's he has to do that every time her son speaks. That's why I don't do uh, it also, anymore. Also, his tie was wild. It needed to be fixed. It was kind of like, of course, and they didn't because he's the terrible defense attorney, exactly. and Daylight is not going to tell him. No. Sir, you have a stain on your shirt. We're just going to let <laughs> so, it go. He says that Ursan was a loving father. Come on. Yeah, that tracks. That checks out. The women and children tied up in his basement back up that fact mm-hmm. perfectly. He takes the stand, Ursan, because of course he does. Of course he does. It is always the most arrogant suspects that take the stand. He says he never stalked, he never abused, he never murdered. And now we are getting to the point in the episode where our dear precious mink is going to the jail to talk to Ursan. And it's, can I get a pre-palate cleanser with some wine first? Because I feel like I need something because I feel gross. I started drinking the minute they let in with it because I was like, oh, no, don't go there, mink. And also, no. it was my OMG. I was like, stop. <laughs> don't, 
Oh, no. Don't go there. Hey. Don't go there. I'm worried no. about you. Okay. Yes. Talk about First Leaf because they're delightful. Saving money on award-winning wine that you're guaranteed to love has never been easier with First Leaf. First, you take these quizzes mm-hmm. to assess your drinking preferences. I shared the wine with my brother because he just bought his first house and is trying to meet a lady. So I oh, wanted yeah. him to have some of the wines because he's doing all this first dating. Good. So we sh- both took the quiz together. And you get like you can decide if you want more reds, more whites, or how brave you are with trying new things, how sweet you like the flavors. It's like really detailed and it makes you think about it It and it makes you feel like a sommelier like you actually know what you're talking about but it also is very understanding if it's like you don't know yeah you can just say i don't know it tries to guide you sort of okay that's all right if you don't know but they're going to try to find something to suit your taste yeah absolutely so what i felt like this is like online dating and this is the the time where you chit chat with someone before you meet them a little bit that's what this is Mm -hmm. and then they send you an introductory six-pack of wine. Oh, wow. And it's for $29.95, which all the wines in there go for normally at least $20. All of my wines were like well over $20. Oh, yeah. Mine too. And you get six of them. And this is the first date. You've already gotten to know them a little bit, but now you get to like really see what it's all about. And also, they dressed up real nice for the date because the box that it came, it was so expertly packed. It was beautiful. Like the beautiful. shipment was... Stunning. Also, I know many of you drink six bottles of wine on your first dates, so don't pretend you don't. You're supposed to. I think that's yeah. the rule. So then what you get to do is as you're enjoying these new wines, you get to rate them online mm-hmm. to see if you want to go on second dates with them. You can say like, oh, like my brother found out that he loved the Pinot. Mm-hmm. So next time he wants more Pinot. So you can choose this. I don't know if this metaphor is working with the dating, but that's sort of what it felt like to me. It is. And it's a really specific way of finding out what you want and what you like. I like brunettes. I want more brunettes. Right. That sounds disgusting. No, that's gross. But yeah. But by the time you get your second shipment, it's already so much more fine-tuned to your palate, you know? Exactly. So First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine that they even have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means that if you literally just don't like a bottle of wine, they will cover it completely. Which That's I loved. So sign up with our link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer. Six bottles of wine for only $29.95. Again, they're each worth Amazing. at least $20. Plus free shipping. It's, I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. You go to tryfirstleaf.com slash date dateline. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com forward slash date dateline. Check it out. You've got nothing to lose. And honestly, holidays are coming. We all could use a little extra wine. Get to it. Something about first. Don't be the last one to try first leaf. I couldn't get there. So to make your first date with first leaf. (gasps) Oh, oh, you just did it. Mm -hmm. You did it perfectly. Uh, so, palate cleansed. Palate cleansed. Now let's cue Mank's permanent skeptical face interviewing Ursan between prison glass. Thank God he gets prison glass. They're not going to send him in without prison glass. No. no. He's a national treasure. No, no national treasures are going he, behind the glass. Thank God. 
I, honestly, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I know. I would have written so many angry letters to NBC. <laughs> Ursan says he's being accused because of religious bigotry. Yep, there we go. And family betrayal. <laughs> that all these people turned on him after he was so good to them, too. Uh-huh. The police bullied all of these people into testifying against him. And Mank is rolling his eyes so hard. Uh, so, Oh, wow. That when Ursan says that the police were using KGB tactics. Yeah, there we go. And we don't get a cut to Mank immediately after that to see his expression. Mm -hmm. I call foul. I was upset. Yeah. I feel like he ripped off his mic and threw it down when he heard KGB tactics. Yeah. Okay. He says that his daughter Nezreen is the real villain of the story. That she called and threatened him. And this is when Mank goes from the skeptical face to just full-on smirking. You know it's bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he says, I did not kill the girl. I don't like that. Her name is no, Gallery. No one likes the girl. Mm -mm. She has a name. And Thank then you. he says, I did not kill the guy. And But I'm not sorry mm. he died. He can go straight to hell. And this is yeah. when I realized that Ali Erzan is the new Mickey. I didn't kill him, but if I did, I would be glad that I did. And I hope that after I didn't kill him, because Joey needed it, that he went to hell. You stop that. Don't you besmirch Mickey's good name he's by like, comparing her with this guy. I didn't do it. Don't you do that. But I'm glad he's dead. And I hope Don't he goes to that. hell. And also, um, the guy, it's Cody. And I know it's a confusing because it's spelled C-O-T-Y, but it's Cody, sir. And if I can learn the fact that you have a daughter named Nazreen and a son named Nassim, you can learn the word Cody. Good day, sir. No, he won't dignify it. That's the worst. That's the biggest giveaway, I feel like, is he won't dignify saying their names. Mm. To him, they're not people. Yeah, they're not. No, he doesn't yeah. regret a single thing, I don't think, except no. that he got caught. He regrets he got caught because yeah. he kept stupid GPS. I mean, it's not the only reason he got caught, but, like, you are kind of an idiot. Yeah. Also, he says that Cody can go to hell because he disrupted his family. Because his family was so perfect before Cody yeah, came along. Yeah, they needed to stay in the compound. <laughs> They Ugh. were like the cleavers until oh, yeah. Cody came along. Yep. The jury deliberates for a whopping 35 minutes. <laughs> I can't even blow dry my hair in 35 minutes. What? It takes me a really long time. My hair holds a lot of water. Wow. He is found guilty of both murders. Yeah. But now here's the big twist. The penalty phase. The prosecution says that Ursan had previously killed another son-in-law. Wow. In 1999, he killed Nezreen's older sister's husband, claiming mm. it was self-defense. What happened was he had... It's exactly what happened with Nassim, basically. Mm -hmm. He held this daughter captive... To try to get her to break up with this guy, he would beat her and say, do you l still love him? And then oh beat her gosh. more. It's like sickening. And after a few weeks, she couldn't take it anymore. She broke out of the house and ran away and she got married to the boyfriend. And then the boyfriend mm -hmm. was dead. It's literally the exact same thing. Except it happened in the house. It happened. This time. Somehow he came to the his dad. So... 
he must have lured them there right. saying, I want to meet him. I want to speak with him who married my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And she never thought that he would go that far, even though Nadoi, like, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, but you want to believe the best in someone, right? right. Especially your own father. Yeah. And then, no. So, sorry, continue. Yeah. And so he said he came into my house and he was threatening my family and I had to shoot him in self-defense. Mm-hmm. So he gets off. They don't even charge him. The police believe that it's self-defense. But he set the scene. He threw over chairs and knocked stuff. Yeah. I think the house was kind of a crap hole anyways before. Right. It looked like people were held captive there. Yeah, for he, sure. Let's, it, you're not surprised when you hear that people are held captive when you see the house. But the, yeah. he did knock over a chair and stuff to make it yeah. look like he, there was an intruder. So, also, the crime scene investigator and one of the lead detectives on the case, they were all new to homicide. So, it's sort of a perfect storm, and no one figures out that it's obviously staged, and that he's lying about the whole thing. If they had figured it out, maybe Gellaray would still be alive. That's awful. It's awful. And then, after Gellaray died, the family said you should look at this guy and if they had actually looked at this guy and looked into this guy's record they would have Mm -hmm. seen that he had killed someone else but it was self-defense but that would have raised some red flags that now there are two murders that he may have been involved in who did they who said that who said that they should look at him um the family did Corey's family Corey says the family did so Mm. Nassim or someone said that they were problems with this guy, who is Nassim's father. But they didn't pull up his police record or any... Okay. Well, that's the thing, is the family just told them, and we don't know how seriously they took it. I would think a search would show that he was involved in a self-defense murder. So, you know, a decade earlier. And that would make them just go, huh. Of another young person. Of another young person who's close to the brother-in-law. Nassim and him weren't married then, but they were dating. So at that time when it was Gellaray, it was just he, it was a girl who was dating the same family that his daughter was dating. It's a strange connection. they They weren't married when Gellaray was murdered? No, they only got married um, three, two weeks after she ran away and he got killed shortly after. Hmm. I think. I think my timeline. I had right. my timeline wrong. I'm sorry. I thought that she had been with him for a minute. They had been together for three years. No, but I thought that they had been married for a while. I think that this all happened after Gallery was murdered. But wow. I could be wrong. So he kept her in the house after the Gellaray murder, and she didn't hear anything about him killing or the brother killing Gellaray. That's what I'm asking. That seems odd to me. Because she was trapped in the house, right? Uh-huh. And then escaped. Yeah. So when she was trapped in the house, the murder of Gellaray had already happened. And so she didn't hear anything definite about that? The family never spoke of it? No, I don't think they would ever speak about it in front of... I don't think they would ever speak about it. I think they'd be too scared to speak about it. The only reason I feel like that's hard to believe is because he never thinks she's getting out. 
So why wouldn't he use that to scare her more? I don't think he never thought she was getting out because a decade earlier, his other daughter had escaped. But then we find out that he bragged about killing the other son-in-law to anyone who would listen. Do you see why that doesn't Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe my timeline's wrong. I do think that, yeah, no, that's interesting. I don't know. Okay. But it doesn't right, matter. It, it doesn't, maybe my it doesn't timeline really is matter. Wrong. I just feel like she I feel like she would have known something more. That she would have been able to go to the police and say it was definitely my dad. Right. Who killed her. Right. Maybe she might have also just been very scared of her dad. We don't Well, I'm sure. I mean she might have been She was carrying yeah. a gun. She was getting yeah, she was scared enough. Yeah, again with the door. Okay, let's keep going. Sorry. Right. It does bring up why they only had one Mm -hmm. key and why they were Mm -hmm. like leaving the door unlocked since they only had one key. It's a little strange. Um, Mm -hmm. Bottom line, though, is if the police had figured it out, either Guillory and or Cody could still be alive right now. Uh, Absolutely. And they... uh the Houston um, prosecutors don't seem extremely happy with Montgomery. No. Where that first case took place. They mm-hmm. seem a little throwing shady. Yeah. So the jury gives him the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what you feel, well, I'm not going to even say. I don't. I feel a certain way about the We're death penalty. Gonna... Doesn't matter. I'm not going to even say it. But it... No, I'm going to say that the mother, um, that Cody's mom was really happy with, or not really happy, but... I mean, she, was she, she doesn't with express that. a lot of joy regardless. No, but she was pleased with that decision. So, all right. That's what's important. Right. Um, I don't know how long it takes for the death penalty to be go through in Texas because he'll get a number of appeals and things like yes. that. Um, well, how much money does he have to keep his attorney? Well, that's a really interesting thing that you brought up. Um, on Twitter, people were talking about it that until extremely recently – his wife was being forced to send him child support, like our alimony, while he was in jail for murder. I'm sorry, Shmoo or the first one? I think, Sh- I think Shmoo. I'm not 100. I think it was Shmoo because the legal system is so. I don't even know. I think Man, public he really pressure, figured out those loopholes, didn't he? These loopholes. He's so good wow. at scamming the system. Wow. So he's getting all of this support income while he's in jail. But they've mm-hmm. just like gotten on top of it and ended that. So, and I don't. I yeah. You uh, are they allowed to bring up the fraud in trial? Um, not. I don't know if they were able to in the trial for murder. I don't think there was a trial for fraud. I think they probably just skipped it and went straight to the murder. Or maybe he was charged with all of that at once, so then they would be able to bring it up. Just wondering. I feel like the jury definitely isn't going to like murder, but they're definitely not going to like scamming the country. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Patriotic. Texans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um... uh, Can I just say that this episode is dedicated to our dear Patronus... Amy C. This one's for you. She has been one of our higher level Patreons for over a year and a half, which I cannot believe. Wow. And she thinks she's more like a me, except she keeps her judgment of neck tattoos to herself, which kind of makes her more of a you. She also likes puns. Oh. I, so she doesn't know who she is, but we remind her of her relationship with her best friend and her brother, who is also a listener, which I think is cool. And she's the proud mom of a son, Harrison, who is three years old and apparently never sleeps and she's exhausted all the time. So I'd like to say something to you, Harrison. 
if you're listening, go to sleep. Let your mom <laughs> sleep. Go Please. to sleep. Get up. Get a job. Become a productive member of society. Don't pull this anymore. It's never too late to not be a bag of wieners. I know that you're only three, but get your act together, buddy. He's going to be a productive member of society. His name is Harrison. Yeah, that's true. You're going to do well. Yeah. Thank you, Amy C. Thank you, Amy. We love you. Thank you for your loyalty and every, you're just, that's, I just want to give you a big hug. And she's not a hugger. I despise all physical contact. Now, B-roll Bonanza, I didn't have much. There's some really dramatic shots of the cop in the car in the parking lot. There are, yeah. It's like over the shoulder, backseat, and then there's one where, like, the cameraman's sitting outside, focused Mm -hmm. on the rear view mirror. No, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, the side mirror of the Mm -hmm. detective's face in the side mirror. Very noir. (laughs) Well, we did get some footage of the takedown of the swarm. As it were. Yeah, that's true. That was pretty neat. Oh, I was distracted by all the hot cops and FBI hot candy. Hot cops. Um, Co- Cody and Corey's mom is just sitting there at the table with no yeah. coffee, no tea. Yeah. Her yeah. hands are clasped like chaos. Give this where? Give her a beverage. She's I don't, been through enough. I don't know how happy she is to be interviewed. To be honest, no, she wasn't feeling. And then they make this her sit is, there look, without coffee. No, this is rough. I I don't know if I would want to either, but I would want to represent yeah. my child. But boy, this is... I would be like, Cody's doing it. Cody smiles all the time and seems very happy. Let him do it. He's doing okay. Yeah. But boy, he cries. No, he cries at the end when he's talking about missing his brother. It's oh, awful. Yeah. I forgot about that. No, it's really sad. He lost his, he, he lost his love. I know. And... His brother mm-hmm. in the same year span. No, I, I could not. No, it's really awful. And I was really upset because my fridge has like all these like really intense sticky stains that I can't seem to get out. Oh, so that's why you were crying. I was upset. Yeah, I'll bet. Okay. Sometimes you just really want a clean fridge and you just can't do it no matter what, how much the stickiness. So <laughs> I had a quote. Mm-hmm. The future has a way of arriving unannounced. My future announces itself. It, Does it? You it lucky. knocks on the door, and I hit the floor, and, and I <laughs> crawl to the bedroom on my hands and knees like I'm a soldier in battle, because I do not like pop-in visits. We know. Yeah. I don't no like pop-in it. visitors, please. No. Brands unhappy being Dateline on not King of the Hill. I'm going to say that right now. No, definitely not King of the Hill. We're happy with King of the Hill still. Um, mm-hmm. Fashion Police. Mank is wearing a plaid suit. Sure is. Loved it. Also, he's wearing one of those crocheted ties who, when I first saw those on Selling Sunset, that ridiculous Netflix show, I yeah. thought they were the stupidest things I'd ever seen. I'm, I really didn't get it. But Mank can pull it off. Yeah, he's a very snappy dresser. Yeah. He looked great this whole episode. Also, his prison outfit was the windbreaker. It was a smart choice. The, like, casual jacket. It wasn't a windbreaker. Kind of. It, uh, well, you know, know better. I don't know why it. I'm A car coat. Like, yeah, it was a casual jacket. It was nice. He's it was also good. brought back the pen full force. Pen sure. as accessory of, in hand. Yeah. 
in oh, every episode. especially at the prison. Yeah, when he's got the notepad, he's got his notes in front of him. He's gesturing with the pen between the fingers. That it's very pen strong. has a secret little knife in it, like an like a James Bond thing. In case the pen is breaks through the, the glass. sword. It's mightier than the, the pen is. The, the pen sword. is the sword. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. we did it. Um, Nailed it. Alternative theories. I'm curious. Oh, I do. Okay, so my my alternative theory on this. So he's got twelve children, right? Mm-hmm. The only other thing that I could think that could have possibly happened here is that a bunch of them went in on it together. Oh, to frame him. <gasps> but they were willing to sacrifice Cody, and so when and she Gellaray left, ten months separately, they were like, "Well, they had to make it legitimate." So it was all this unbelievably Sophie's choice decision. It's brilliant. Of how are we going to do this? Who's wronged him? Who's he the maddest at right now? And it happened to be Gellaray. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And then it became, okay, someone's going to have to go. And she had already left. So Nazreen had already left. And they're like, Nazreen's new husband. That's It's got to be him. So they went in on it together. That's way better than my alternative theory. Is it silly? I don't think so. Did you have an alternative theory for this? I actually did. What if someone was in love with Corey? First, they got rid of the girlfriend. But in his time of need, mourning the girlfriend, he becomes closer and spends all his time with the twin brother. So they get rid of the twin brother. The only one who's not a threat is Nezreen. She's still Mm. alive. Now, obviously, Ursaint did it because everything points to that. Oh, yes, he definitely did it. And he was 45 minutes away, 45 minutes after the crime i mean but he's a mo- i mean to bring your family and yeah there must be some serious i'm hoping they're getting some psychological evaluation oh, of family. like Absolutely. how much they've been brainwashed um i do want to say just i know this is kind of obvious but i know she's not interviewed nazreen yeah but i think the turmoil that she must feel on this yeah I, I feel bad for her. Oh, my God. I really do. Like, I feel worse for her than I felt in a long time for someone on Dateline. Oh, this is your family caused all of this mess. And it wasn't her, but it was who she was born from. Do you know what I'm saying? What that would do to a person? It's kind of like the parents of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Like, what do you say? Right. You didn't do anything to him. All she but did he was, was born try a monster. to love the person that she or be with the one that she was in love with. That's literally all she did. And and all her friend did was try to stand up for her. Yeah. And was killed for it. Yeah. This is tra- this is yeah. horribly traumatic. No, and I, I can't hope she's even okay. And I'm glad that Mank told you told us that she's doing well because He didn't say well. He said she's okay. Which to me means like she's still hanging in there. But it's Good. horrible. Like. And then because and her nine one one call got me too because it's like how I feel like I would feel. She says an, on it, "I want to die now." I want I to die because it's now. it's how I would feel if something happened to Oliver. Yeah, like because you just you can't do it. And if it was that's your, it, it's too much pain. Yeah, yeah. And then you add to that that it's your that dad. you feel responsible for it. Yeah, because you want, broke yeah. out of his house and you broke his rules. And you right. converted right. religion to just try to live a normal life and not live in a compound and have to commit fraud, right? As part of your daily and be beaten. Yeah. Uh, sure. Can I go to Twitter? 
Yes, let's do it. Okay, tweet, I have a tweet, few, tweet. A few that are corrections slash suggestions from last week as well. Suggestions? No. We're trying to keep these episodes under two hours? Yeah. No, it's just a few. I got it. Okay. Uh, Anne said, okay, now this is about the steak and the broccoli in the stomach. Hmm. I think Dateline is giving us too many clues on how to plan a perfect murder. If I ever kill my husband at night and try to fake the time, he's getting a pancake supper. It's kind of smart, right? Interesting. Right? They Breakfast for dinner. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crystal says, a psych professor here. It is true that not all murderers are psychopaths and can have a grief response after. Sometimes they're in shock after realizing what they've done. Or they feel regret. I wonder if she felt regret. The wife? Yeah. Possibly. Sorry, Anne. Do you think she did? Ursan? Absolutely not. But Anne... No, and still vehemently claiming that he is not guilty. Right. I'm framed by my family. Yeah. You're not framed by your family. Yelling at Mank, like you spitting. Effed up, yeah. You effed up your family. Yeah. Yeah. I have no time for you, sir. Um, Angela says a female fox is called a vixen. Thank you. Ah. And... I love that. I think that's so perfect. Oh, I like it. I know, right? It's good. Tiffany said, my dad works for the U.S. Postal Service. And when I was a kid, he would mail us letters from Santa with North Pole, Alaska postmarks. He also did cities called Romeo and Juliet. Like a Romeo, there's a Romeo city and a Juliet city for Valentine's Day. That is the only practical non-criminal reason I can think of for the Postal Service to offer that service. How annoyed is North Pole, Alaska? Oh, they have to deal with that. I want to know. I want to know how annoyed they are. When and I want to know like how many September, people they have on staff. They're like, oh, God, it's September. This is when it starts. Yeah. They call in more people. There's like, mm-hmm. there's like reserves. Mm-hmm. They pay $10 an hour. Come in. You just stamp, yep. stamp. Stamp. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Alba South says, Josh says envelope with a gift saying, oh, you fancy. And Josh laughed at that. I say envelope. Is that fancy? Are you supposed to say envelope? Is it, I say envelope. Is it like when I say neither and it sounds pretentious? Envelope. Do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. Okay. You're fine. Okay. Thank God. Stephanie... I legit hate when twins have practically the same name. Yes, that is all I can think of right now. So I think it's happening all over. I think it's ninety percent. Yeah, Katie. I do ninety percent. Yes. Sorry, majority. I do. End of thread says if this guy on Dateline thinks his hiding in a hole Saddam Hussein look is going to help his case, he did kind of look like that. Remember, at the it's end? not great. It's not it's- when they show him. My reaction is, oh come on. <laughs> Uh, Malky says, not sure Josh believes Ali. And Josh Mankiewicz wrote back, Josh did not. No. (laughs) And Lauren says, here's my looks like. Lauren says, I think Mandy Patinkin should play Ali in the made for TV movie. Am I wrong? And Josh said, that's good casting. That is good casting. That is very smart. Right? So he's Charles Manson, Mandy Patinkin, Osama Bin Laden, Saddam Hussein. Hold on. I'm looking up Saddam Hussein. Okay. You see it? Yeah. For some reason, I'm picturing like a very young Saddam Hussein. That's why I keep arguing (laughs) with you about it. When he was on The Bachelor. I'm not picturing him. You know. No, literally, I'm picturing a very young, like the very young picture. 
that I've seen a bunch. I'm not picturing this. That's why I'm... Well, he didn't always have the beard. Sometimes he was shaven, like in court and stuff. I keep thinking of the episode of uh, Mm. Arrested Development when all the Saddam Hussein lookalikes live in the house together. Because Mm. you know how he has... um, He had all... He had all those lookalikes that looked like him for different occasions, so he could, mm-hmm. you know, throw off that where was he funny. was. Uh, dude called Dave says, I can't get over her hair. Talking about dance moms. It's like the Lord Dark Helmet, but for power lunch. It's the, <laughs> the Lord Dark is the one from Spaceballs. Remember? What is power Rick lunch? Moranis? Sorry, I'm fo- You know, yeah. like a power lunch? I don't know a power lunch, but I like it. Power lunch and is like I, if you're like walking and you're talking and you're like, let's just have a power lunch. We're going to work through lunch and we're going to like order in. We, can we say that next time? Yeah, we're going to order we in. We have to get business lunch. done. Like your papers yeah, are all spread out on the table and you're only half eating because mm-hmm. you're too busy on your conference calls having a power lunch. We're doing that. Or is a power lunch like where you go to a restaurant and schmooze with like other business That's people? That's what I was picturing more like power lunches happen at Applebee's or Chili's. Mm. And then you order a round of drinks. I don't know if they're at Chili's you're... or Applebee's. I think they're more like in American right. Psycho with the business card scene. Oh, they're more at like fancy You fancy know what I'm lunch. saying? Okay. Where the sandwiches have arugula on them. Yes. There yeah. you go. Everything has arugula. I don't know what I'm talking about. Fancy <laughs> restaurants, everything is with arugula. Brad Milner said, I'm diabetic, so I understand how murder can lower your blood sugar. (laughs) Yeah, that'll take it out of you. Now, Dateline did something they've never done before that I have seen. I'm sure they've done it before, but I have never seen it. They have a full-on flow chart of all the people in the episode that they posted online during the episode. So that people, because people get confused so easily. Oh, were you confused in this one? I wasn't, but a lot of people I were. Wasn't. But, you know, a lot of people are half watching or they have kids they're trying to put to bed. Yeah, okay. I'm, okay. like, actually watching and still I get confused mm. sometimes. <laughs> Clearly, my mm. timeline might be totally off with this episode. So No, it might not be. I could be wrong. I'm just trying to figure it out. But this one, I actually had to split a little bit. And I was not confused going back in. And I can get confused right. if I have to go back in. And I wasn't. Yeah. No, I hmm. wasn't. But so there was one person who tweeted something like, she killed her husband while she was being held captive in the dad's house. And I was like, no, you didn't understand. Yeah. No, she missed it. It's all right. She missed she like mi- a crucial five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all right. Um, Lainey the Dragon Steamboat said, seriously, this is like an episode <laughs> of Law and Order. I'm waiting for Ice-T to walk in. Because you, they always do uncover these like massive compounds or like things that you don't yeah. think are real, but they're totally real. And seriously, God Almighty, Nazarene and Corey lived this. This was this is their true life. Mm. Not that I know that those are based on actual stories too. So at some point, someone lived those mm-hmm. stories. It just yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm so like sensitive about it right no, now. No, I know. I feel so. I just feel really bad. Dude called Dave. Oh, major mistake. Garmin will talk. Tom Tom ain't no snitch. <laughs> I had a Tom Tom. But my my Fitbit thing, my walk my uh step thing is a Garmin. So You're talking about the GPS voices, right? The G my GPS that I had where uh-huh. I had um John Cleese and it was really funny. And John John Cleese was so funny on my thing. 
Um, I just you don't can know why people celebrity ones. That was a why are people Tom. just using their phones? This was before that. Oh, okay. They didn't have like necessarily a smartphone or a car with a built-in GPS then, or a Thomas guide, or well, it's past Thomas guides. Just kidding. Just kidding. For most people, um, Todd says I kind of just assume that every vehicle in Texas includes knives and wigs. Oh, that's that's a that's a harsh. Statement, my friend. Like you better you be didn't prepared say to worse. back that up. Well, I can take out everything I said, but <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving that in. Flute. You're going to be going down for posterity on that one. Flutie's girl said, my key broke a couple nights ago. The next morning, I had two more made. It's not that hard. And Brad Milner said, know where you can get keys made quickly? Walmart. You're welcome, yeah. bingo players. I added it by association. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But honestly, I've done it. I've like, I have been without a key for a really long time because I come up through the garage. So, so I you haven't have left your front door really unlocked. No, and I lock it, especially if I'm in the house, which is funny. I'll sometimes leave it unlocked when I leave mm. if I know because I have a sticky front door. Mm-hmm. So if I know I'm going to come right back. Right. But never if I'm in. Yeah. If I'm in, I lock it. Yeah, me too. Which is, thank you, Dateline. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's Life says, well, that house looks like a house on The Walking Dead. Kind of did. Yeah, it really did. That house did not look fun. I didn't want to live there. Uh, Yupin Chi says, I can't stop noticing how perfectly manicured Robin's beard is. Hello. He was kind of cute to me. He was. He was handsome. Yeah. He's a handsome gentleman. And Brad Milner, last tweet, says, it's not every day the Iranian government is cleared by Dateline. Good for you, Dateline. It's a historic event. Good for you, Iranian government. <laughs> good for good for every. We're all winners here, except oh wait, we're all losers. <gasps> but imagine a, a historical day: the Iranian government yes. cleared of murder by Dateline, NBC, and Josh Mankiewicz. There we go. Done. Um, that I think is will do it for us, as they say. Is that what they say? That's what they say. They say that. What do you normally say? I think that's all we have. That's all. I think that's all we have. There we go. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And please give us a iTunes review and Apple, mu- Apple, Apple podcast. podcast review. One of the one or both. Whatever. All of the reviews are good. Um, yes. And because consider becoming a part of our Patreon community because your support there helps us do these episodes every week. Yes. And don't watch alone. Watch with... Watch with your closest Abby Lee Miller lookalike. Because she's going to have lots of opinions on this episode. No good? Watch with... Watch with that defense attorney and fix his haircut. Watch with... I have nothing. But what? here's what I got. Here's what I got. Okay. Don't you have one? I was going to say, don't watch alone. Watch while reading a good Tolstoy... With a nice glass of wine from First Leaf. And speaking of which, as we're heading out, enjoy this promo for our friends at Wine and Crime. Perfect! Couldn't have done it better. Did it. Bye, everybody! Okay, bye! Bye! (laughs) 
true crime fans, have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, Crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Cheers.